You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore and Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. I'm just going to go right in today um, and talk about what we have, what I have on the call today. I'm doing my intro um, today after the call, so I already know what goes down on this call. There's a, a guy, a redhead, a ginger, a ginger doorman, <laughs> who just emailed me and said he's a sex addict, um, and it turns out that he's got a fetish for pregnant women and hookers. Um, escorts. Uh, so he screws a lot of pregnant escorts. And even if they're not escorts, if they're pregnant, he turns them into escorts. He's a very interesting dude. He doesn't really call in for advice. I think he might be just calling in to brag. I mean, because he seems to be having a lot of fun <laughs> in his addiction. I mean, he's the one that calls himself a sex addict, but I don't think he's looking to stop anytime soon. I think that's the weird thing about sex addiction or a lot of addictions, except like the boring ones, like, I don't know, workahol, like when people are workaholics or they're like, you know, they're really into Jesus or addicted to stuff like that. I'm like, that's so boring. Like if you're going <laughs> to be an addict, like be addicted to something fun as shit, like sex or alcohol or some sort of great drug, like, you know, Wolf of Wall Street people. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I saw that movie and I was like, shit, I want to come back as a man and be just like that in my next life. I mean, just for a short period of time until I like almost die and then I'll reinvent myself like that guy. I mean, because that's not a bad life. I'm sure he doesn't look back and really regret much. He's probably like kind of happy that he sort of went to the edge, did a lot of crazy shit, had amazing time almost died, right? And he lost a lot of stuff and he went to jail, whatever. But like he survived and uh, now he could live a whole other life. So I don't think it's such a bad deal. So that's what I think this guy's like. I mean, he just seems to be having a great time doing what he's doing. He's screwing pregnant women, escorts. He's He's got, and he's having relationships with them and he's got a wife and kid at home and he basically lives a double, triple life. And, uh, you know, you're going to find it fascinating. People like him are fascinating. Okay, so t- uh, stay tuned. I'll be right back with uh, the Ginger Doorman. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous. Hey, is this Nate? I'm going to call you Nate. Is that cool? You're going to what? I'm going to call you Nate. Remember, you told me to make up a name for you. This is Kathy. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. sure. Okay, so you're Nate. Is this a good time? Yeah, I'm strong. <laughs> you're drunk? It's On a, the job? It's a, yeah, it's quiet here. We're okay. So you're. I explained. I do an intro and I explained to everybody that you're a sex addicted doorman and you're at work. It's one o'clock in the morning and you're wasted. How, how do you have the alcohol at work? I have doormen in my building. Where are they drinking? Where do you drink? Uh, I'm not drinking. But you said you said you're drunk. 
No, no, you misheard me. What did you say? That it was quiet here. It was okay to, to talk. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I thought maybe you were like, oh, so you could talk, so that's perfect. Okay, great. So, you know, you didn't really get into anything. You just said that you're a sex addict, you're a doorman, you live with a woman, right? You're married and you guys just had a baby, or you're not married and you just had a baby, right? Yeah, we're married and uh, had a baby uh, nine months ago. Mm-hmm. And how old are you, and how old is she? I'm 31, she's 37. Right, and how long were you guys dating before you got married? Like, how long have you guys been together total? We've been married for two years, and we were together um, for, like, two or three years before that. Right, and... Yeah. And you say, like, you're a sex addict, and I have to say, Adam, one of the number one things that people email me about is people being um, a sex addict. So many guys think that they're a sex addict, and a lot of people don't think that that actually exists, right? Some people, <laughs> But yet, like, it's not even like other people are calling it you that. You're thinking that you are a sex addict, right? Like, you believe uh, yeah. that. Well, and so how do you know that you're... A sex addict. Like, why do you consider yourself a sex addict? I mean, I believe that it exists, and it's not like I don't believe you. I just want to know what what you do that makes you think you're a sex addict. Um, I think like well, a, a multitude of reasons. I mean, uh, I lost track of how many people I've had sex with a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably have sex with four or five different women a week, and then I always I always have sex with my wife. You know, like at least three times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go like three times a day. Right. So you're triple uh, dipping. We call it double dipping, a triple dipping. You're triple dipping. Cause yeah. You're, you're with your wife and then like two other random people. Do you have like people that you see on a regular basis or like what is your extra girls all yeah. about? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a sugar daddy for two different women. Uh, I see once a week mm-hmm. and then uh, two other girls are like high school girls and I'm like well I'm kind of they don't even really want that much money they're just I'm just like a friend with benefit kind of thing uh huh like I'll buy them something every once in a while while I'm with them mm-hmm. but the other the, the sugar daddy girls they're like we're pretty we pretty much just see each other and fuck and then going away with like a couple, uh, a couple of high school girls I met with in the last year I uh they're both over 18 mm-hmm. I think it's okay as long as they're over 17 but right um, have you ever have you looked that up yet <laughs> yeah yeah no I'm near to 17 oh okay so cool so they're um they're 18 do they yeah, know each other uh, no no but I've had uh I've had girls looking out for me for different for different girls to meet. What do you mean? Because you know, like uh, they know I'm okay with paying for sex. So right. Um. You know, though, if 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 they get serious with their boyfriend, they don't want to. They feel it's not right to be with me anymore. So they'll just like hand me over to somebody else, like a friend of theirs that wants to meet me. Right, so you, you know. you're paying. Okay, so you just said like you pay for sex. Do you? How do you meet these women? Do you meet them in a way that you're soliciting them for sex th- with money? Like, are they escorts or hookers, or you just tell them that you'll pay them? Like, how does that transaction work? Well, I mean, um, 
one one of the uh, one of the high school girls I'm with now. Uh, I just met her on the street. I just decided to start talking to her. Mm-hmm. So and I wasn't like, oh yeah, let's meet for sex. So you know, right? It just a, happened naturally, like any other hookup would happen. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't really. It's hard to talk to girls, you know, out in public. But um, why? I've gotten lucky here, here and there. Um, <laughs> Wait, why is it hard to talk to women in public? Because well, I'm usually if I'm if I'm not at work or at home, I'm on the train. That's like the only time I'm outside. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Well, and how you did know, you meet these other women? Um, like which women? Because okay, so you one high school girl you met on the street. What about the other high school girl? Uh, she was she was um a younger friend of uh of a girl that that I met through Craigslist. She you know she advertised herself. You know, as a hooker, and like, um, so she was just like, "Oh, do you wanna, do you wanna meet my, my, you know, my young friend? She's eighteen now, and she wants to, she wants to be an escort." So I said, "Yeah, of course, I'd love to meet her." So that was the first guy she ever had, um, you know, pay pay her for sex. How much did you pay her for sex? A hundred dollars. And how much were you paid the other one before her, the one from Craigslist? Uh, she was like one forty. One forty. Yeah, I only see girls for an hour. Right, and so, and do you normally like do you keep the regulars like the two other women that you say you're sugar daddy for? Were they escorts? Yeah, yeah, they were. Um, well, that's what I was going to get into. That um, most most guys don't have this fetish, but uh, I, I love pregnant women. Really interesting. And, yeah, um, I'm a I'm a fiend for it. Uh, I even lost track of all the different pregnant girls I've been with. Yeah, how the hell? I mean, I could get listen. A fetish is a fetish, right? You can't help what you're sort of into, right? And it's a thing. And so I could yeah. get that you'd be into it. I just can't believe. Like, how many pregnant women have you found that wanted to? Well, I guess that they're really horny when they're pregnant, right? But are these women that have guys, or are these like single girls that are pregnant and just can't get laid? So they're like, oh great, there's some guy that wants to bang me. And most most are um, like completely desperate. They. Like one girl I'm seeing right now, her her baby's you know daddy is uh is in prison, mm-hmm. so she's de- she's actually living still living with her mother and she has no job she hasn't had a job for a year and uh, she's desperate for money and she's she's she was escorting before um before getting pregnant and didn't think anybody would hit her up so she never actually made an ad. Mm-hmm. Since she's been pregnant, um, she had. That's another girl that I, I was seeing this girl as you know, somewhat regular, like as an escort, and she 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 wasn't pregnant or anything. But uh, she hit me up out of the blue after a while of not hearing from me, and uh, I said, you know, I, you know, I'd like to see you, but I'm really, I really only want to see pregnant women. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, okay. So I thought she was upset. She didn't respond back. And a day later, and then she said, "Oh yeah, my friend, um, she would love to meet you. She's pregnant and and uh, wants to meet you." So then I'm, I'm, I uh, talked with this girl for a few days, and then and then we met up. We've seen each other three times now. And you pay her? 
Yeah. So when you say yeah. sugar daddy, you mean like you're paying them for sex and they're like escorts. Well, that her she's she's like that, but there's there's another girl. The two girls that I consider sugar daddies, like, um, you know, we we've gone on dates, you know, before, but lately because of my schedule, you know, we just meet for sex, but um, uh. You know, I've gotten them stuff before. When, when, uh, and both of them, they were they were pregnant when I first met them. Right, and, and are, uh, were they single and pregnant? Were they what? Single and pregnant? No, one of them is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even want to say it. Why? Uh, one of them, one of them is uh, married to um, a sergeant of NYPD. <laughs> I was gonna say a cop. That's I swear to God. It's okay. He's probably yeah. che- he's probably cheating on her. Cops are like notorious for cheating. I'm really playing it close. Yeah, but that's part of the uh, rush, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. And I've never really done that. I've never been with a married woman at her house. Oh, you're and at her house at her cops, the sergeant's house. You're yeah, gonna get he's, shot. He's at work. He has, you're he has gonna crazy get hours. shot. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of scary, but and you're not um, just banging his wife; you're banging his wife when his baby's inside watching. I mean, that is yeah, you just baby. you. I mean, I don't think <laughs> I hate to say it. I, I can't even. No, the baby's inside her right now while you're fucking her. Right? Isn't she pregnant? No, no, no. This, this, I met her when she was pregnant. Now, you know, she had the baby a few months ago. Oh, yeah, but you still... Were, um, so, if he caught you when he, you were banging his pregnant wife and you got <laughs> killed and you were on the news, nobody would feel sorry for you. I don't even think, <laughs> I don't even think your mother would feel sorry for you. She'd be like, what a piece of garbage. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. I mean, you're living like... There'd be the no, no sympathy for hard. you. Because of the baby and the pregnancy, oh my god, and you're in the house. Okay, so now you're yeah. banging her in the house, and the baby's like around and like on taking a nap. Yeah, and um, we like uh, he, he's always so noisy. He just you know, I come over and he gets like all excited. He wants me to play with. Oh something. my god! And uh, you know, we're just we're just trying to have sex in bed, and and he won't stay out in the living room. He like. Uses his walker and like leaves the living room and is like trying to come into the room. Oh my god! And she's just trying to get <laughs> off and do a quickie, and the kid is like, uh, you know, trying to get involved. It's like having a dog that jumps up on bed, you know, when you're trying to. Yeah, have sex. yeah, exactly. And we'll we'll put like you know like um a wall of pillows on the on the on the, the bed because I I can't I can't have <laughs> sex I can't have sex with like anybody looking at me. Never mind that people like to see me. He's like, he's like six or seven months now. Right, and you just can't have those little baby eyes watching you. I mean, I'm sure that that yeah. would be a buzzkill. I, I love being with her. Um, we, I'm the only guy that she has sex aside from her husband. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have sex without condoms. And uh, she loves anal. You know, I've, I've come in her ass before. I've come, I've come in her pussy plenty of times. While she was pregnant, we... I never pulled out. She always wanted me to come inside her. Right, because that was perfect because she could never... You weren't banging her before she was pregnant, right? Like, this started when she was pregnant. No. Right, right. No, no. She was, she was desperate for some extra money because they have they have um, three or four daughters before the, the son that they had. 
Where are um, the other kids when that, that when you guys are having sex? They're all at school. They they uh, oh, they okay. go to school like two blocks away. And wait, <laughs> okay. I know this story gets more interesting. Wait a second. How old is she? Um, she's younger than me. I think she's like twenty seven, twenty eight. And she has four kids and this husband. And so you believe her that you're the only person that she's banging on the side? Come yeah, on. Yeah, because. Uh, because if I, like, I don't think she would need any other money. I mean, I give her $200 a week. And you how know. many times do you have she, sex with her? Um, just, just like once a week now. Okay, but do you think that $200 is a lot of money? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but look, she you do her how many times? Once a week. If she had two more guys like you, she'd be making 600 bucks a week and she likes anal and she's really into the sex so what makes you think she's not screwing other guys come on I don't know I don't think if she is doing anybody else I don't think she'd be doing it without a condom I mean she's known me you know really long time now you kind of sound like a dumb girl No, you know why? Because like girls will think that that's like a guy doesn't use a condom with them, and that he the guy will be like only with you, babe. But it's like yeah, duh. Like if he's not using a condom with you, he's not using a condom with anybody. And just trust me, if her husband's not using a condom with the girls, he's banging behind her back. <laughs> you guys are spreading around a lot of stuff. But anyway, I don't want to ruin your little fantasy because like that sounds like a very hot situation. I just hope when those pillows are up hiding, you know, the sun from you that you, it's not going to hide that gun when it's shooting at your head one day. What if he comes home? Isn't she nervous about that? No, she knows his hours. I mean, he's like all of that work. I mean, don't you guys watch TV? I mean, do you guys have you ever watched Twenty Twenty or Dateline? I'm obsessed with those shows, so I really believe that shit goes down. Yeah, my down. wife is obsessed with those shows. Right? Yeah. Oh my god! Wait till she sees you on the show, or she's on the show. She's not gonna die. She doesn't realize she's living in an episode of one right now. <laughs> Because let's get back to your wife, okay? She doesn't have any idea that you're this this guy. I mean, you're basically living a double life that is involving a lot of other... You're like the Tiger Woods, right? You're like that kind of a <laughs> cheater, right? Yeah, pretty much. You got a lot... And listen, I know guys like you. It's not like it's an uncommon thing. You know what I mean? And it is a sex addiction. And it, but it, and it, and and it exists. And like I said, I know plenty of guys that are like you, friends of mine. I've had people that have called up the show, and then we know famous people that have copped to it. You know, so you are like Tiger Woods, where you have like the wife and the kid and that life, and then you have all this other shit. And it's like a lot of stuff. It's not like you're just going and fucking some random hooker and coming home. It's like you're keeping relationships. Like, do you have a separate phone? No, a separate phone. Oh, no. No, but I have I have my phone locked at all times. Okay, because, like, how do you um, manage, like, the call? Okay, what happens, though? Because sometimes, like, you know, if I'm out with somebody and I'm, like, with a guy and I think, like, say I'm dating two guys at the same time, like, I always get nervous. What if someone texts? Do you know what I mean? At the When someone's yeah. looking at your phone. Like, do you never get nervous about stuff like that? Because shit happens. No, because, um, I mean, I'll correspond with girls while I'm at work. Because mm-hmm. you know mo- most most escorts or whatever they they're always up all night, and so uh, I'll just arrange shit while I'm at work, and then I go see them once I'm at work. Right, but you you're, know, and then so once I get home, you know I'll either have my phone on mute or it's locked anyway. So 
I'm just sleeping. My wife wouldn't touch my phone. She's too busy taking care of the kids. Right, and she totally trusts you. Uh, I don't know how if she trusts me too much. I mean, she knows I have a wandering eye, you know, but she just thinks I'm checking out a girl, and that's it. Right, and I mean, so this sex addiction or this kind of like way of being, have you been this way with all women that you've been with? Like, have you ever been in monogamous or have you always had like multiple relationships at the same time? I, I blame it on losing my virginity at, at a late age. How old were you when you lost your virginity? I was 21. Really? How come you lost it so late in life? First of all, wait, um, I always get the scale, 1 to 10, how good looking or ugly are you? Uh, I'd say I'm a 7. Okay. Seven or eight. Most people say seven. I'm a good-looking guy. Okay, seven or eight. Seven point five, we'll say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got a, a full head of red hair. Red hair. <laughs> yeah. No way. Good. Stop. Sky blue eyes. Um. Wait a wait, red hair. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Yeah, girls love, love my red hair. I can't even they, uh, picture it. I mean, everyone remains anonymous with me on my calls, and I never see anybody. Um, but I don't think I've ever had a ginger on on my uh, podcast. Um, and red, what do you mean by a full head? Is it like curly or straight? Is it really red, like orange red? Um, it's it's like it's like orangish, like brownish. Let me tell you, you live in New York, I live in New York, you're, I know that you're a doorman, I bet you you're the only red-headed doorman, I really, I feel like I'm outing you right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's tons. I have like 10 doormen, I have like 10 doormen that work in my building and not one of them has red hair. <laughs> a full head of red hair. So, okay, so you've got red hair, you consider yourself a 7.5, right? Yeah. And why did you lose your virginity at 21? I was just your stereotypical, super shy, um, you know, Catholic schoolboy. <laughs> you know, I think that might, I lost my virginity very early. I couldn't wait to lose my virginity and get it on. Like, I couldn't wait to start having sex. So I started. Really? I felt the same way. <laughs> but why didn't you do it? It just never happened. I, I, I was like, um, I was like Stan on South Park. I would just, I felt like I wanted to puke every time I was trying to talk to a girl. Like, 
my heart would race so fast. I thought, you know, I'd feel like I was in a heart attack. Oh, so that kind yeah. of makes sense, though, too, because, like, you lived all that time with all that sort of desire, and you never could sort of fulfill it because you had all this fear. So once you broke o- like, once you sort of figure out a way to do it and to get it, it's just like now you're feeding that part of yourself. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. part of you that probably felt so insecure and couldn't have what they want, you know? And so now I think it does, you know, sort of make you who you are now that you had to wait for so long because you didn't wait for so long because you were just not interested. It's like you really wanted to, but you couldn't make it happen. So now that yeah. you can and you have that power, it's like you can't give it up. And I've, I've always been like so sexually attracted to um, Spanish and black women. Mm-hmm. And when you're young and white, like, even though I lived in New York City and, you know, was around a lot of black and Spanish girls, it was just impossible. It was, that was never going to happen. Like, you couldn't just, like, ask a girl out and go on a date. How um, come? That, it just, you never saw it. Oh, because and, you were white. Yeah. You married a black yeah, just, woman. Huh? You married yeah, a black but, woman. Yeah, but, I mean... Since I've been in my twenties, you know, right? It was when I was, right. when I was younger. I never, I never seen it really. Mm-hmm. And when you're young, you're just even more like intimidated, right? Of course. You know, I, I had black guy friends, and you know, I would tell them I was like, "Oh, I would love to go with a black girl," and they would just look at me and laugh. <laughs> 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 I, they were like, "I don't know one black woman that would like go out with a white guy with I mean, red like, hair." Especially a red hair. Like I mean, I always, I always looked like a nerd. I mean, I always had <laughs> my hair parted. You know, I mean, you know, I would always be called like Richie Cunningham or Ron <laughs> Howard. You know. Yeah. And uh, when I was a kid, I was called Opie. You mm-hmm. know, for people that knew that show, and and uh, yeah, and when I when I went to, when I went to college, um. It, it was, like, even worse, like, I had, like, you know, public speaking anxiety and, and, uh, just, like, somewhat socially awkward and, mm-hmm. and I was, <laughs> I was just, like, just trying to overcome it and, um, just ask out girls and, you know, just get rejected at tons of times, but at least I was, like, progressing. I was, yeah, no, I you were facing your fear. No, you were facing your fear. Yeah, I, I was that's at least awesome. asking them out, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, but, uh, after a lot of, <laughs> after a lot of misses, um, it just eventually what, you know, what, what killed it, the anxiety is, is alcohol. Oh know? yeah. Well, I haven't drank in 11 years because I had a problem <laughs> because I used alcohol for that reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that that like killed it, and once I got all my confidence, I really I don't need alcohol or, or weed to like talk to talk to anybody. And right, of course, mm-hmm. you know. And I I I like never drink it. Either. People can't believe that I, you know, I'm 100 percent Irish. Um, I don't I don't even fucking like I don't even like the taste of beer. Right. I don't like getting drunk. Mm-hmm. I I can't I don't even think I can have sex while I'm drunk. Right, but that I mean, sort used, of helped you. It helped you like lose your inhibition and and do what you needed yeah. to do, and then once. It, but when did you get into like the hookers and everything? <laughs> uh, 
I had some crazy influence back in the day with like uh, you know the, the back of the village voice like calling them those bullshit escort agencies. Uh huh. And they would never, you would never get what you would want. You know what was in the ad. Mm-hmm. And but then like um, somebody somebody put me onto the back page. Oh yeah, back page. Like, How many years ago did I mean? I was just turned on to back page recently, like this year, because I've been doing my podcast and I wanted to advertise to get people to call in. You know, other than Craigslist, and I just found out about how yeah. long has back page been out there for? I don't know. I I've been on since 2010. Oh okay. You know, and so someone I, turned you like, on Craigslist to back page. Was already popular. Right. Huh? Well, when was your first hooker experience? Uh. The first two times, I was so nervous, and the girl didn't even look that good, but I didn't even have, we didn't even, I didn't even penetrate. What did you and do? that was, that was like, I used to work at a much, much, much nicer building, and I was in, uh, I think that was in 2008. hmm And, uh, yeah, the girls, <laughs> the first, the first actual one. She was not what was in the ad. It was probably a picture of a girl like 10, 15 years before. <laughs> right. She, she probably was like 40-something and had like stretch marks everywhere. Oh, my God. I could, I could, I could see her like cesarean line. <laughs> and and she, only, she only wanted to do doggy style because most of these hookers that look ugly, they only want doggy style because they just want you to like come as fast as possible and they don't want to like look at any guy because... They know they're not that good looking anymore, <laughs> and it's true. And uh, you know your hookers. No, it's interesting. <laughs> I'm sure because you've been with so many, you sort of see the trend. So when the oh hooker my god, wants- I can I can write a book on just like hookers. Like I know I like I've talked to so many. Yeah, you should I've start a blog like, like hookers. I know like I know like most of their life stories. Mm-hmm. And um, she, it it was so bad like. Because she was just like, man, this guy's never gonna come. Because like, I couldn't stay hard with her, <laughs> and and uh, she just kept trying to give me a, like a truly blowjob, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. And um, she was like, oh, do you want my friend to come in? Ma- you know, maybe you like her more. And I was like, I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like I was just like, anything would be better, right? Oh, than God. her than her in a second, right? So she goes, she leaves the, the living room where we were having sex on, like, a mattress that was on the floor. And uh, she comes back with, <laughs> with a six-and-a-half-foot-tall tranny. <laughs> it was a tranny and I'm like, for I'm real? I'm looking for real, 100% white, white woman, you know, white woman, whatever you want to say. <laughs> nothing nothing against trannies or whatever, but yeah. I'm... I'm pretty not into that. And I'm just looking at her, and I'm like, my dick couldn't get any smaller at that point. <laughs> you know, I felt like a six-year-old boy. I just wanted to, like, crawl in the corner and... Oh, my God. Did you get your, Did like, you pay for that shit? <laughs> yeah, I had to pay. I had, uh, you know, once I got the door, once I got the door, she made me pay. I don't even remember how much it was. And that, so that was your first hooker experience, and then you still went on to have another one. <laughs> yeah, I kept trying, but you know, with uh, I went like a year without doing that, and back page hit, and um, I think I was with 
I was with two regular girls, you know, meaning non-pregnant, mm-hmm. and they, they were good experiences. And then, and then this uh, black chick from Cali was um, put up an ad. Back when they wouldn't really flag it, now you can never find a, a pregnant chick on on backpage. Oh and really? Even on Craig, yeah, even on Craigslist, it's kind of hard because I think a pregnant woman got like she was like an escorting like in some other state, and she uh, she got like kidnapped and and raped and murdered, and so they're like really cautious. They don't want. Oh, they, they want right. They're protecting the baby. Right. They're protecting the baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't really care about hookers. They no, just care about exactly. the baby. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad because there's so you have no idea. There's so many, so many pregnant women that like would love to get guys to pay pay them because there's so much, so much attention from guys. I uh, not to get off topic, but like to do, you know, I know we were going like in chronological order, but it's okay. Yeah, this girl. This girl right now that I'm seeing, um, she's one of like two different uh, pregnant chicks I've seen, and she had me put up ads for her because every time she would have like her cousin put up an ad and it would get flagged like right away. Yeah. So so I was putting up like code words, you know, that were like just putting like slang words for uh, for pregnant women. Right. So, so that other the, people would the, be googling. Yeah, the guy. So the guys knew. So. She literally got like 400 emails in two days. Really? Yeah, 400 emails. And but the problem is a lot of guys want want to do uh, bareback and they want to do anal. And I'm like, actually, she she's like, there's no way I'll do do anything bare. But I'm like, if you get the guy's papers, you know, and he's he's gonna pay you a hell of a lot more than if if, if it was a condom. You know, I think I told her I think you should be open to it. You're out of your mind. No, not when she's pregnant. I mean, listen, if she wants to just fuck with that when she's not. Papers don't mean yeah. anything. They could doctor that shit up. Um, and when she's Maybe. pregnant, it's very dangerous. Like, you just don't want to ha- You don't want to get anything. And I, I mean, I've done it. I mean, I've, you know, girls that were like, I was seeing on the, on the regular basis. You know, I would show them my my papers and like they're like okay fine you know you just gotta pay me more mm-hmm. but do you see their and, papers well, do you are you concerned that, that maybe they have something I mean they are hookers <laughs> and they are like no, I mean, screwing you bareback most almost all the girls that are that have been pregnant they never escorted before they just they were just desperate for money like they need a stroller they need you know they need fucking diapers and shit so they're doing this. I, I multiple a multiple amount of girls. They didn't even they didn't even have any family, so they didn't even but have then a baby you turn, But what about the one that you're posting ads for? So then you got them into it, and then you turned them into escorts. No, I've never done that. Oh, okay. I've never done that. So you, never, I mean, I, I've told girls. I said, listen, you know that um, girls that aren't pregnant that that were that have friends. They're like. Oh, I have a friend. She wants like uh, a sugar daddy. I'm like, well, you know, we have to have sex. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm just not going to just hand out money. Uh huh. And so they were like, okay. And so, you know, I was the first guy that they did. I don't know how many guys they've done since, but. 
So when you say and, you're a sugar uh, daddy, every time you have sex with them, you give them money or you just buy them stuff? Um, sometimes I'll bring something for them if they ask. Or Like um, what? I'll, I'll order something online and then like have it delivered to their house. Like what? Uh, well, when the girls, girls that were pregnant, I'll, you know, I sent like stroller and stuff. But uh, <laughs> other, <laughs> other girls... Very sweet. Like, <laughs> yeah. Other girls, it's like, you know, your basic shit. They just want, like, a little bit of jewelry or something. Right. And what what kind of jewelry? Like, expensive jewelry or, like, you know, $100? No, no, nothing crazy. Right. Nothing crazy. Right. But what's so crazy is, that, like, we were just talking about this and you're a single guy. You know, in a weird way, I feel like I'm having this conversation with you as you're, as if you're single, but you're really not. Like, you're like a married man. Your ba- wife and baby are sleeping at home. So you live like this yeah. massive double life. How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, every once in a while, I get like strongly huge feeling of guilt, mm-hmm. you know? Right. But... I mean, most of the time, I feel like, you know, I'm doing right by her. You know, I she never goes without her sexual needs. You know, I, I'm a giver. You know, meaning that you know, I eat her out all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not begging for blow jobs. You were probably great, really like, a great husband while she was pregnant, right? Because you must have loved when she was pregnant. Oh my god, right? yes, yeah. I. Uh, she couldn't, I mean, at first I couldn't get enough of her, and then in the third trimester, she couldn't get enough of me. Right. And it was, it was just like, I was, <laughs> I was like pushing her away from me. I'm just like, listen, I'm talking out, you know? Right, but she doesn't like, realize that you're having other ones. Like, where do you do these other women? Like, you leave to go to work, and like, you stop at their place before. Like, how do you find the time? Yeah, every once in a while, like, uh, if girls, you know, it depends on their schedule. If, uh, if if the nights are only good for them, I'll see them before work. And, uh, I, you know, I, re- I used to work days, so I would, uh, I would just, you know, I just told my wife that uh, I was going to go to the bar with some friends, and I'd end up going, I've, I've gone everywhere for, for pregnant women. I've, uh, I've taken the New Jersey Transit uh, to, like, East Orange, West Orange, I've been to Hoboken, uh, to the Long Island Railroad a few times. You'll, you'll travel for the baby bump. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, I just absolutely love it. And, uh, I've been through some real scary situations because I was, like, in some real hood areas, like, East New York, I've probably been there more than anywhere else because I think I've seen, like, six separate, uh, pregnant women there. And where are you finding most of these people from on Craigslist or Yeah, Craig- Craigslist, is, Craigslist is the only place for that. For the pregnant you women? Know, yeah, the first, the first like, three uh, pregnant women I've seen, they were on Backpage, but that was, like, a few years ago. Right. And uh, they, they stamped that out. So most and, of these uh, pregnant women, though, are they just looking for sex or are they pimping, they're not pimping themselves as, a, as escorts, really? It's more just for sex? No, they, they, they want money. Right. They want money. How much does a pregnant lady get for a night in the sack? Uh, it depends or on an hour. I don't, 
I don't I don't negotiate. If if they set a price, I, I stick with it. I'm not one of these cheap guys. So how much? They're, they're just, um, like I'll pay up to for an hour. I'll pay up to like like two twenty. Mm-hmm. That'd be the highest I would go. Right. But the majority is like one fifty to like two hundred. Right. Uh, and, and right right now I'm I'm seeing uh one girl she's black, she she charges one fifty. Uh well that's a fear at the third time for the third time tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And then this the Spanish girl that I told you about, um uh, that I put up the ad for her, she um she wanted one she wanted up to like two hundred. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, is 150 okay? And she's like, yeah, because she actually couldn't get any guy to go over 120. You're so funny. You're just like, I don't negotiate. They give me a price, I take <laughs> it. And now, to, to one story later, you're like, oh, yeah, I got her down to 150. <laughs> no, but I wonder. So you I do negotiate. Like, no, because she didn't know what her price was. She oh, was okay. Like, oh, could you do 200? And I'm like... Uh, well, what about one six? <laughs> and seriously, the times are so fucking cheap. It's insane. I don't tell you stories. Cause, I don't know if it's because she's in the Bronx. I keep telling her to get get a just get a hotel room in Manhattan and stay there for the weekend. And then you know you would make like quadruple what the price of the room is. You know. Right, right. But she, she can't. She can't get away from her family. She has. She's living with her family, and then her um her uh, biggest father. She there there her his mother is there all the time, like keeping an eye on her. And meanwhile, she has like they won't give her any money whatsoever. They just want to keep her like locked up inside the house. Right. So where does she do her like her trip? Like where does she get doing this these guys? Um, well, she, I don't know if, she's only met two guys since I put up the ad, and, uh, she wouldn't leave her neighborhood, she lives in, uh, she lives in, like, Riverdale. Right. And so, she'll see them in a motel over there. Right, and do you ever have any uh, kind, like, I mean, because it sounds like you stay friends with these people, and I hear that a lot, right? That it's not just, like, sex and you leave, like, you know, you have, like, you know, these guys, like, you become, like, friends with them, right? Yeah, because, I mean... They, they figure only I can understand them, and they only un- can, you know, they're the only ones that can understand me. So, so we have, like, you know, a verbally beneficial relationship because, you know, we do like to talk to each other. Right, right. A lot. Because really what it is is, like, you, both of you are sort of being more real with each other than you are with anybody else in your lives, right? Because these <laughs> people, you, she knows yeah. your dirty secret, you know her dirty secret, and everything else is a big sham. A little bit, right? Like, your poor wife is sort of on the other side of that. She sort of gets <laughs> a lot from you, but she doesn't really know exactly who you are. There's this big part of your life, right? And it's sort of an yeah. issue, right? You call it a sex addiction, you emailed me, and I don't bait and switch on on in my email. It's sort of like, do you have a problem or do you have a secret life you want to talk about, right? So, you you know, you're dumping your stuff here. So, you have like this whole big thing that involves a lot of players. I mean, look, we're like all over the place with all your girls. Like, you probably have a million of these stories, right? And your wife has yeah. no clue about anything. So, you live like a whole other life. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's... 
I wouldn't consider my life a sham. I mean, no, I'm, not a sham. Did I say that? That was wrong. I'm responsible with her, you know. And, right. You know, like, like I said, I do take care of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I love playing with my kid. Uh, her teenage daughter, like, I, you know, I take care of stuff for her. Her her father does, like, send her money. Mm-hmm. Not, not as much as he should. Like, I've been trying to convince my wife to, you know, send him to court uh-huh. to get more money because it is... It's a pittance, you know, what he spends. And, um, you know, with school clothes and uh, her phone bill and everything, like, I take care of all that. Right, but the truth is, if you could never be honest about what you do with her because she would never be with you. So you have to sort of, if you want to be who you yeah. are, which is this guy that wants to be married and have a kid, right, and loves this woman, but also has this addiction on the side and needs to be with tons of women and get you know, that, you know, those needs met at the same time, you know, she's not going to, who would put up with that, right? So you kind of have to live a double life. I mean, it's hard. I know guys in your position, it's not like you're not the only one, you know, but you call it a sex addiction. So on some level, you do know it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, it is a problem. I I thought I was a little like, you know, down out of the phase. If you want to call it that, like, I'd probably, would, I would stop, like, when she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, there were certain days where I was turning her down, and then, like, the next morning, while she was, like, either down at my parents or, or you know, out shopping for the day, like, I would have a girl come over that was, that was also pregnant. In like, your house? Like, come over that. Yeah. Do you get yeah. worried about, like... You know, they're them leaving stuff behind, like lipstick or pieces of their hair. You know, because that stuff is like easy to find. I'm I'm really thorough. I mean, once once a girl, like I don't do it anymore. I don't have girls come over anymore. Uh huh. Because actually, we moved into a bigger apartment. Uh huh. Um. Uh, but yeah, with her, when I when I would have that happen, I, I was like Dexter. I was I was like <laughs> like. We get the the lint roller on like you know every inch of the bed and like the bathroom and everything. I would have because I would have girls like take a take a shower before and after. Right. Um. And then like we would always have sex like on a towel on the bed. Uh huh. And everything. So yeah. And uh, so I was I was pretty thorough and like making sure I wouldn't get caught. Right, but you did take the risk with the bringing them into your house. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, it's hard. This kind of addiction is hard to sort of fix or because it feels really good, right? Like that kind of sex, that sex addicted, chase, you know, conquer, fetish sex that you're having is probably like such a high for you, right? Like, you know, so it's like, and like any addiction, it's like you have to sort of hit a bottom for you to ever you know, get sick of it. Like something really bad might have to happen to you mm-hmm. for you to sort of stop that. I mean, that's what normally happens. It's not like people make most people like, even when I quit drinking 11 years ago, I wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to be smart and I'm drinking too much and I should just stop. Like it doesn't come on like that. You know what I mean? It comes right. on like, Oh my God, you're in the worst place of your life and you have no other choice because you're never going to leave an addiction, you know, d- for the to do the right thing because whatever you're doing is great it's a it's serving a huge 
like purpose in your life and you don't really realize what that purpose is until you quit the addiction like you'll never know why you're yeah. fucking all these women unless you completely stopped and 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 didn't do it and didn't feed that urge and then allowed whatever was going to come up to come up and then you'd be like oh now i realize why i'm doing this because i'm insecure cuz you know what i mean cuz of whatever you know but you can't ever figure it out while you're doing it you know i when i quit drinking I just thought I quit drinking because I was like blacking out too much, you know, and I couldn't physically <laughs> drink. Like that was what happened to me at the end, you know. I, I used to happen to me too. Yeah, I was a blackout drinker, but and I blacked out thousands of times. But towards the end, what was ha- and it didn't stop me, you know. But what happened towards the end was that I was blocking out after like thirty minutes, you know, and I was like crossing lines and I was thrown out of bars. It was like really bad, so I had no choice but to quit. Uh-huh. And once I quit. And I couldn't drink and I have very good willpower. So when I quit, I was like, okay, I'm not going to drink. And it was, it was very devastating to me. I lost friends. I didn't know what the fuck to do. Um, and when I didn't have alcohol, I started to see that, um, the reason why I drank and it wasn't like I drank every day. It's a lot of times your addiction isn't like, you know, even if you're not doing it every single day, it's still affecting you all the time, you know? And I realized that any time I felt insecure, any time I had any kind of feeling that wasn't great, you know, I looked to drink because then drinking allowed me to go and screw people or do whatever it was to create some drama someplace else so I didn't have to deal with what I was dealing with, whatever, you know, and just all this stuff started to come up when I wasn't drinking that I never was able to see when I wasn't. So that's the thing about addiction. Like you will never know what that addiction is why you're doing it unless you completely stopped it. So it's very hard to say, oh, I'm going to stop because I'm doing this for this and that, you know? And that's why most people have to hit a bottom. And a bottom for a sex addict is hard. And the hard thing, like, listen, with alcohol, it's easy to say I'm never going to drink again and not drink because it's not, you don't have to drink to survive. But sex is a part of, like, real life, right? Like, you can't say I'm never having sex again, you know? Like, you could say I'm never having sex again with, like, millions of pregnant women on Craigslist, you know, and I'm just going (laughs) to fuck my wife. Like, that would be normal to say. But you can't say I'm not going to have sex with anyone. It's not black and white. So you can't, so it's a very, hard thing to sort of conquer because you kind of have to be moderate right you have to say i'm not going to have like meaningless sex or sex with strangers or sex with hookers and i'm just going to have sex with my wife but how do you kind of do that you know there's a lot that goes into it for guys especially with men because i think men are not monogamous creatures to begin with right yeah which yeah speaking of when you said uh you know meaningless sex and like use them i think that's one of the reasons why you know, I get so much attention, like, after the first couple times, like, having sex with these women, because I'm not, like, just going in and just, like, you know, fucking them as hard as possible and just leaving, like, right? But, you know, I want to, like, I want to have a conversation with them, I, I know I do foreplay. I know, but I gotta tell you, know, you I have to tell you, a lot of guys are like that, that do what you do. Yeah. Yeah, because it's more that that the thing is that what you're addicted to isn't just the sex. Do you understand? It's getting these people to like you. It's this added attention, this added relationship, this yeah, added ego, yeah. yeah, so it's it's uh, so many guys that have your problem ha- do the same thing and give the women all that stuff too. You're not the only one that's having these things and making them friends. You know, it, that's all the guys that have your problem are the same way. <laughs> so they're having these relationships yeah. because they're feeding. It's not just about the sex. It's about getting girls to like them and feeding their ego. 
that need to get as many women as possible because you, you know, some part of you didn't feel good about that, that you couldn't get it or whatever it is. It probably goes back pretty deep a lot, you know, before high school. But, um, yeah. you know, and that's, that's what it is. So a lot of guys that do, listen, some guys are just, you know, going into screw and that's it. And those people don't really have a problem. I think that that's more normal. I always tell my guy cheater friends, like if you, you know, cause I don't know how, how realistic it is to believe that a man's going to be monogamous to one woman his whole life, you know, but if you want to fuck a hooker every now and then fine, go do it, whatever, you know, but you love your wife, you come back. But what you're doing and what a lot of guys do is so much more than that. You know, there's so much more involved and they, all the guys that I know that are like it, like you, they make, they, they have these secret relationships with these women and they become friends and they have these like, you know, and it's fulfilling to them in a way. It's a different kind of relationship than you have with your wife. But it, like you say, like you guys are really close, right? Like you have these conversations probably with them that you don't have with your wife and you probably reveal things to them and you feel like it's special, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I tell them about my life. Like they know that I'm married and have kids and everything. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask and that before, but I figured they know. Yeah, at first they think I'm crazy, but. I'm just like, I can't help it. I just want you know, I want to have sex with tons of women. <laughs> right. It's a, yeah. like, an, it's an insatiable <laughs> desire that like can't be satisfied and, and probably never will because it's not really like deep down inside, not to get so like Dr. Phil with you, but like deep down inside, it's like not about all this stuff you know it's like some sort of empty sort of vapid hole inside of you that needs to be filled with other things besides what you're going after that's why you'll never satisfy it you know what i mean no matter how many women you get no matter how pregnant yeah. your wife gets you know it's never going to be satisfied through that eventually if you're lucky because i believe that people that hit bottoms are the lucky ones you know i always felt like shit if i think back to when i quit drinking and what happened to me i feel so lucky that the stuff happened to me to take me down because if that didn't happen, I would still be drinking, you know what I mean? And I would still be like the other person that I was and I wouldn't have changed, you know, being so sober for whatever. Um, so if you're lucky, you'll, you will have something horrible. I know it sounds fucked up, but like you will have something horrible happen to you. Unfortunately, the horrible thing could be that your wife finds out. You know what I mean? And that's like devastating because you'll lose a family. You know what I mean? Like you'll lose your wife. And I'm sure you love your wife. I'm, I I don't believe that when someone's an addict that it has anything to do with them not being a lot. You know, it's not like that you don't love your wife. It's more that, that maybe mm-hmm. you don't love yourself or you have some issues with yourself, you know? Yeah, whenever, whenever exes would find out that I was cheating on them, that was the, was the first question they would ask. Like, do you really love me? Know. Of course, but it's no different like, than the person. No, but it's no different than the person that's married to the alcoholic. My sister was married to an alcoholic, and like you know, you think to yourself, like if you love me, you'd stop. You know what I mean? If, but yeah. they can't help it. You can't help it. The addict can't help it. But it doesn't. That doesn't take. You know, just because you could sort of understand something logically in your brain, it's sometimes hard to accept it emotionally. You know, so the, you know, you a woman will know on some level that it's not about her, but how could she not personalize it? You know. Yeah, but there's, there's like, a lot of addictive personalities in my family, mm-hmm. and I don't know, I think just being a sex addict is probably the least worst thing you could be, you know. You think I, so? I've, yeah. How come? I mean, I... Because it's the most fun? <laughs> I've had, it is more fun. <laughs> I've had, like, 
I've had family members, you know, OD. I've had, you know, family members, like, just get into, like, countless fights while drunk. Um, you know, I've... Right, I see what you're uh-huh. saying. You're saying it's like the it's like it's not really hurting. But I mean, listen, you know, I mean, like cigarette addicts in my family, like they've had health problems, so it's like, right? I don't know. Yeah, no, it's a hard one to say to say because it's like you know, sex is so great and it feels so good and you're having a lot of fun. But on some level, we know you know, you know it's a problem, right? I know it's a problem, and it's a problem that exists, but it's. Because it sort of it's, has its benefits, right? It's uh, hard it's, to say it's why stop. It's definitely hurting my wallet, that's for sure. Yeah, how much money a, a year do you think you spend on these, like, sugar <laughs> daddy, year? baby daddy shit that you're doing? Yeah, how much do you think you, that your wife is not have, getting on, spent on her? I have no idea how to estimate that. Um, well, how many? How much you pay out a week? Uh, Typically. I mean, in the last few months, I guess. Every week, I spend I spend like three to four hundred four hundred and fifty dollars a week. Four fifty three three to four fifty. Yeah, so so that's about half my paycheck. Like about half my paycheck goes to this. <laughs> so you're spending about twenty grand a year. Is that it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. So wait, you're set, you said you're doing three. How many? How many? Uh, how much a week? Like three seventy five a week. Yeah, three to four hundred. There's fifty two weeks in a year, right? <laughs> it depends on depends on how many. Yeah, so you're spending about twenty just, grand. You don't think that that's a lot? It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's it. it? Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> well, no, it's like listen, money. that's money that you could have. Um, and you could, you know, but I don't think that you'll ever stop until something actually happens. And unfortunately, I don't know if you've noticed this, if this has started to happen with you, but like eventually you need more and more like sort of different kinds of situations to get you off. Like a lot of times that's what they say about addiction. Like it's like a progressive sort of disease if they want us to call it that, you know? So it's like the, yeah. what, you need more stuff to get you satisfied because eventually, um, you know, right. So, you know, all of a sudden now you're in like the cop's house and like, that's maybe helping, you know, get you off and everything. But like you do, I guess, cause you said that's true that you do see it progressing like that for you. Yeah, because I mean, um, I've had three three different threesomes with uh, two pregnant women. Uh, I'm actually planning on having another one within the next week or so. Uh huh. <laughs> trying to arrange, trying to arrange that. Th- and so I two got, pregnant I, I got women. A, yeah, I got a deadline because one of them is going to give birth by the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so you're like one isn't so, enough. I need two now. Two, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's amazing to have you know to be like kissing one of their bellies and like rubbing the other, and then like eating one out and then like fingering the other and like right. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Right. I'm sure like I mean, it sounds great. And I'm sure everyone listening like we should just have you just tell some like really hot stories because I'm sure I think everybody should uh, have a pregnant threesome. A what? A pregnant threesome? Yeah, everybody listening out there should have a pregnant threesome. 
the right. one time. But what happens at what could you do after the threesome? Like where do you go after that? I don't even know. A force I mean, you know. What do you do after so the threesome? That? Yeah, what there's, do you there's do? nothing that can top that. I just you know, I rest for just like a week or so and <laughs> You know, get my bearings back. <laughs> right, right. And you find, and you find that you're still okay to have sex with your wife all the time too. Like you're still interested in her. Yeah, yeah. She's she's great in bed. Um, she's amazing on top, which I always love a girl to be. Which is is pretty difficult for most pregnant women to do. And she was you good know. on top when she was pregnant. Yeah, yeah, and she's always been good on top. Did she was you she know, surprised most, at how most, you na- navigated her pregnant body? <laughs> was she kind of like was she kind of like surprised at how like how how sort of used to her pregnant body you were like by any chance? No, no. She, I I just told her, you know, I'm I'm cautious. <laughs> right. I just wanted to be cautious with her and you know, most most women whether they're pregnant or not, they're like self-conscious of their bodies so i've always found like a lot of girls don't want to be on top at all right and uh but i i love that i love you know when a girl has you know nice big thighs and and a fat ass that i'm grabbing Mm -hmm. and like i just want them to go crazy i'm just like just just ride that like it's a fucking dildo i don't care you know just i'm crazy right so How so, many of your friends, like, do a lot of people know about your, this whole secret light, like, this whole thing that you have? <laughs> your guy friends? Uh, no. I, one time, one time it almost slipped, because, uh, I had a girl calling me, and I had her saved on my phone, and it said, you know, because it's, I saved so many numbers, and... I'm kind of like one of those memorabilia people. Like I, like I said, I can't remember how many I've had, but I always I have like I have like a list somewhere which I like need to update. And like on my phone, I have like like dates and times, and uh, and like you know, like where I busted my nut, <laughs> whether it was yeah. Just so you know, and, that's the shit that's gonna take you down. Right there. And, like, yeah. No, right there, right there. That's it. That's going to take you down eventually. Somehow. That is, like, the dumbest thing for someone like you to have. It really is. It's your. It's going to take... That's the problem right there. That's the, that's the stupidest thing. If you never want to get caught and you want to be a professional pregnant man, you know, uh, whatever, you're like, extraordinaire, you need to... Uh, Throw out your memorabilia and your lists. I mean, your diary of your cheating. I mean, it's, it's just, that's so stupid. I know. And like two, two years ago, I had a separate calendar. I had a calendar hidden in my closet. <laughs> your closet, you're like had, a 15 year old. Yeah. <laughs> it had, it had like everything down, like how much I paid. What the girl's, you know, fake name was. Oh <laughs> my god! Wait, where was. is that calendar now? Um, I have it hidden. You still have it? Oh my god! It, I really need you to burn that. You need to re- like. You need <laughs> to burn that calendar. You cannot have it. You don't watch Dateline, but I do, and your wife does. And this is the shit that gets people taken down. Why? Why is it not? Right? What? I said, why is it knives? 
Wait, what did you say? I can't hear you. That show, Wives with Knives. Oh, I've never heard of that. There's a show called Wives with Knives? <laughs> yeah. No, well, listen, yeah. there was a date... No, there was a dateline the other night about a woman who like dated this guy and she was engaged to him and I think he sort of called off the engagement so she went mental and started stalking him and caught like she called child services on him, she called the cops, oh, she man. accused him of molesting his kids. She did the most vicious psychotic things not only on him on people he knew and but what she did that took her down was she documented everything. She had some weirdo <laughs> notebook like you, where she wrote every single thing down. And when the cops went to their house, they couldn't believe that all the evidence was right. Like she had basically handed over to them. That's what you're doing right now. You are literally signing your death sentence. And maybe it's a, listen, I go to psychoanalysis. I do psychoanalysis. My therapist is a psychoanalyst, which they believe that like everything is like subconscious. Maybe this is the part of you that wants to get caught. You're literally taking notes for yourself like here you go and by putting it in your closet you're basically handing it over to your wife it's just a matter of time you're so dumb you have to like throw that shit out if you want to be a professional that's you're right because the the worst thing because to be honest like my life finding out wouldn't even be the worst thing that would happen my my parents my parents finding out about my life would be the worst possible thing right because you know, like, I'm, I've always been close to my family, and uh, you know, them looking at me in a negative light would be the worst. Right, for them to really know the truth, or to them to just listen, for them to really see like this whole secret thing that you have would be devastating. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. what my uh, my ex before my wife, um, one of the times when she broke up with me. Because we eventually got back, back together after this this incident, but mm-hmm. she broke up with me after finding out that I was cheating on her, and she was with her because she was living at, at my parents' house with me mm-hmm. at the time. I was like twenty four, I think, and um, so she came with her best friend, another another girl, and uh, just to like get all her shit out of my house, out of my bedroom, really, uh-huh. and. And uh, she was just so pissed off at me that she went to my dad and was just like, "You have no idea about your son. He's 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 like he's been, he's been cheating on me since we since we met. He uh, he has he has like goes on dates with girls, and you know he's he's an asshole. He was he have no idea how he really is or whatever." Mm-hmm. And that was like the most. My dad never said one word to me about that. He was just. Isn't that worse? Ab- how, yeah, he was just absolutely fucking devastated. That's what I mean. It's stopped. worse when they don't say something because that's like the old. Like that's like that says more. You know what I mean? Of their yeah. sort of disgust that they can't even say anything to you. <laughs> and I was I was scared to death what he was gonna say because mm-hmm. you know my my dad kicked me out of my house like two the two different times for smoking weed. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, so, in, in our family, like, everybody, like, was married before they had a kid, and it was always, like, not like a strict, strict Catholic family, but, you know, I know all my cousins, I know all my aunts and uncles, like, everybody was right. always close and everything, and, 
and uh, just find out somebody who's like, you know, having sex with hookers and and like, you know, just having sex with multiple different women would be uh, would instantly make you a black sheep. Right. Well, but didn't he find that out when you were doing it with your, but I guess it's different like with a girlfriend than with your wife. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was a few years ago. And let me ask you this. How did she find out? Well, this was years ago before smartphones. And I don't even think I really had a lock on my flip phone that I had. And, uh, she just went through my text and saw that I had been on a date with the girl. She, um, you know, the girl was just saying, like, oh, I had a great night last night or whatever, you know, can't wait to see you again. Right, so these and were multiple one. relationships, too. They're kind of like relationships, right, in a certain way? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was years ago. I tried to, like, I tried to have, like, multiple girlfriends, you know. Before I got serious with my wife, I had, I had like, um, another serious, somewhat serious girlfriend, and then, like, I had, like, a couple fuck buddies, you know? Uh-huh. And then, eventually, I just gave all that up, and I was just, like, it's just so much easier just to, like, have a hooker. Just call a hooker and give her money, and then that's it, you know? Right. She's not going to, like, she's not going to bother you to take her out on a date, you know? So. Right, and then, the, and then when you get the emotions involved, like, these other hookers and stuff and all these other girls, like, have you ever had any experiences of them, like, sort of falling for you or starting to like you, or no? A hooker? Um, well, any of these girls that you've been doing business I with mean, while you're with your wife? They never said it. I mean, I kind of felt it a little bit because they just never... It seems like so into sex and like like just wanted to kiss me every time they see me. Right. They're like happy to see me and everything. And, uh, you know, they would, you know, after sex, they would just like complain about like their entire life. You know, outside of hanging out with me, like, nothing was, like, positive in their life. Right, so you felt that they felt you were special. But, I mean, has it ever become complicated? Has it? mm, No. See, because that would happen if you were dating, like, regular girls, probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Yeah, that would happen. I I had one girl years ago obsessed with me. She, she (laughs) She convinced my ex that, uh, and I was part of a gangbang at a party one night, and uh, that I that I fucked her, and that we that I videotaped it, that it was on my phone or something like that. And my my girlfriend believed that shit for the longest time. And it wasn't true. No. Right. It, right. Well, the truth isn't that far from it because you've always cheated on all your girlfriends, right? Did I, did I what? Have you always cheated on all your girlfriends? Yeah. You haven't ever remained monogamous. Do you no, it's it's impossible. Right. You think it would be impossible for sure? It's, it's absolutely impossible. I mean, I think any any guy saying that he could is just lying. Or any guy who says he's never cheated is lying. Right. I think most might would do, but but to your the the way that you're cheating is such an extreme, though. <laughs> you know, it's not, yeah. it's sort of like, uh, th- that's why you are going to probably be taken down. Oh, can I say one thing about my ex? Also, sure. I forgot to say something. The last time she broke up with me, um, 
she went through my phone and texted every single <laughs> female female name on my phone. <laughs> it even included like long long time friends that I've never even like hit on. Right. And what did she say to them? <laughs> and she text she texted all of them and said that I was just cheating on you because uh Oh my god! I said my name. <laughs> can you? I'll tell one thousand percent. No problem, for sure. I, I, I edit. No, no, no. Don't worry. I edit a, a, a lot of things, so I'll completely edit that out. Go on. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Don't worry. Thanks. So she said, "Whoever you are, you don't know who you're really with. He's cheating on you. I'm, I'm his girlfriend. We've been, we've been together for three years. Um, you should get yourself checked out." <laughs> Because you might have something, and then, like, it's like this long spiel that she sent out to all these girls. And I only found out because a couple, one, one or two girls, um, like, sent me a message like, Hey, the girlfriend that you told me about, I think she sent me a text message <laughs> saying that you were cheating on her. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then, so I, I tried to, like, patch it up with two girls that I was seeing. One girl was an NYU student. Another girl was this, like, smoking hot, like, model-looking, like, African chick. Mm-hmm. She was, like, the only skinny girl I've ever liked. Right. I, I never told you that. I'm, I'm a really skinny guy, and I don't like skinny women at all. Right, right. You like the thicker girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, she was, like, model-level, like, six foot two, and, like, some... I can't remember from where Kenya, I think. Right. And uh, and uh, so I tried to patch it with her and this NYU chick, and they were like, uh, "You need to not call me again." <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was it felt like shit because NYU girl, I was I started seeing her when me and my ex was like like single. We were broken up for a while, mm-hmm. and she gave to this day the best photo jobs I've ever had in my life. She had the, like, fullest lips. Right. And she was smoking hot and, uh, like, really good clubs. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> we actually were, you know, we we're going on dates and stuff. So you were having, like, but, real, like, you were having a couple different relationships at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know guys time. like that, too. I mean, that's hard to keep up with, isn't it? Like, the scheduling and everything. Like yeah. Right. It, was, it was tough, but I managed for a while. For a good year and a half, two years, I had, aside from my, my serious ex, um, I had I had at least one other girlfriend at, at all times. Right. And at, at, one, at one time, I had three girlfriends for, for a good year. And what would, ha- how would they, like, so would they eventually, how would they eventually get, like, out and get a new one in? Like, would they eventually just find out that you were with other people? Like, how would those relationships end? Well, like that girl, but um, a couple of girls, including a white girl that I was with um, for a while, I uh, I just cut her off. I just said, uh, well, you know, I, I, I found somebody and I, I'm getting serious with her. So she was like, okay, fine. Right. Because, you know, we, it was never really serious with her. We would just, we would just, she she could drink me under the fucking table. She was, mm-hmm. she was a party girl. We would girl. go out and... Oh my god, we would go out and I couldn't keep up with her. Like I thought I was a big drinker, and she um we would go home, and that was the only time she was horny. Let me ask <laughs> you this though that. about your wife. Let me ask you this about your wife. Like when you first met her, did you stay sort of? Did you 
did you try to be monogamous with her like or like were you cheating on her right from the beginning or like did you ease into that no i was i was um it was a month after my ex broke up with me and uh i was like a big fucking mess and uh I, I didn't even want to talk to him, and I was just, like, jerking off tons, tons uh-huh. of times a day. And, uh, like, a, a couple of my coworkers were like, dude, you need to get the fuck out, <laughs> you know? Right. They just stop being so depressed. Because everybody was, like, knew I was depressed, and, you know, there were, there were coworkers that didn't really know me like that. They weren't close to me, and they asked my close coworkers, like, it was he alright? Like, <laughs> he looks like he's gonna kill himself or something. Right. Which, which I would never do. I mean, I've, I've dealt with depression, like, since I was, like, 13 or whatever, but I, I never would be serious about killing myself. Um, right. But you were so upset like, that you were in a breakup and you met this woman very shortly after, so you guys started, your wife, you guys started dating. Yeah. Yeah. She, um, she was just, like, so sweet and innocent and She's like, she's really religious. She's um, she was a uh, Bible study teacher. Oh my god! And <laughs> she's like a real hardcore Christian. Like if if I say anything or we watch a movie that says anything like somewhat like anti-religious or forget about like Family Guy or South Park, I can't watch that around there. She's just like. Oh, that's blasphemy. Oh, like, my God. Okay, Liz. Okay, I can't. I, first of all, I don't like my <laughs> podcast to be more than an hour. We're at an hour and 14 minutes. But I could talk to you for another two hours. But Yeah. And now <laughs> I, we're gonna, I know. No, it's awesome. And I have people repeat callers. So I'm going to definitely have you back on because I think just we just will have a call where you just tell some dirty stories because people love that, too. You know, you probably have like some really good stories. But I needed to get the background on you first, right? Be, to figure out who the fuck you are. Um, but this is the deal with this Bible study and she's like, like, you have to, okay, you have to right now when you go home tonight, like you saw, don't fuck anybody. No, no talking to pregnant women. Go find your diaries and all that stuff and throw the shit out. I'm telling you, seriously, if you don't want your father to be disappointed in you, throw that stuff out because when that girl finds out. You're never going to be the same. She will find out. I'm telling you, eventually it happens uh, at some point. It really will happen. So um, if I were you right now, if you don't want it to happen in like the next year or so, I throw that shit, throw that stuff out. Your weirdo memorabilia addiction (laughs) is going to ruin your sex addiction. Which one would you rather have? Which one's more fun for you, writing in your diary or fucking pregnant chicks? Fucking pregnant chicks. Okay, so throw your diary out, okay? (laughs) With your little names and your prices that you're paying. It's so weird. You want to hear another thing? I I also have a bag of panties. Oh, my God. Are you serious? (laughs) Where do you keep the bag of panties? In the closet, underneath a bunch of shit. Oh my god! In your closet. I mean, do, do you guys live in a place where she has her own closet, or do you guys share a closet? Uh, she no, we ha- we have to like share closets. There's not a lot of closet space. Of course, I, I know. I live in New York. Okay, <laughs> you share a closet space, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you're you're putting the bag of panties in her closet, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Oh my God! You're you want to get caught? 
No, I'm really serious. You want to get caught. You, some part of you doesn't want to do this anymore and wants to get caught. So you know what? Leave the panties there and leave your diary there. And please call me the minute you get caught. I can't wait for you to get <laughs> caught. <laughs> it's going to okay, be so interesting. Okay. Like for real, like seriously. And you're going to get caught soon. Okay. Don't I, I take my advice back. Okay. My advice is keep writing in your diary. Keep collecting the panties. <laughs> keep, I'm going to send you my diary. I'll show you all my notes. Oh, my God, please send me like a text with like some pictures and shit like it's hilarious. OK, keep that shit up. OK, because on some level you want to get caught so you could be a better person and fix yourself. And that will help you. you got to reach a bottom and you got to hit a bottom and that diary is going to help you. And same with the bag of panties. I don't know which one it's going to be. I hope it's both. I feel sorry for her when she finds it because it's going to be devastating for her. But, um, you know, eventually 10 years from now, it'll be the best thing that ever happened to both of you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If we fast forward the story, you know, because stuff like you need to be listen, you need to be taken down. You need to fix this part of you. I'm not saying you need to be monogamous for the rest of your life, but you're an extreme and it's something's wrong, you know, and hopefully one day you will crash and burn and you'll come out of it and maybe you'll do the right thing and you'll be a different person. Because I think if you rehabilitated yourself, you would be happier in a different way and you'd get off in a different way. Maybe. I don't know. But all I know is that I... Uh, I can't wait till you actually do get caught and I want you to um, call and let me know. But if anything, you know, before that happens, because it's probably not going to happen next week or anything, I don't predict that. Um, we'll have you back on because I want to hear more of your stories. I feel like, you know, there's just so much more going on with you and you work at one o'clock in the morning. So we'll do another podcast at one o'clock in the morning sometime soon. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. All right, Nate. We called you Nate, right? I didn't call you Nate once, this, but I think that's what was my made-up name for you. All right, Nate. Thanks yeah. for calling in. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thank, uh, happy to be on. Yeah, cool. Send me those pictures of your diary. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about? To anyone, to anyone. Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.